The Pittsburgh Steelers' run game came alive in their 23-19 win over the Green Bay Packers. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'll go take you into the Steelers' locker room, and we'll talk about how that happened, along with what the defense did in the second half to improve, and why Kenny Pickett's still struggling. All that here and more on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team Every day. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting networks and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, create an account and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed at game time. Now, it was game time for the Steelers, and that means it's a victory Monday for Steelers fans here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Now, the Steelers went 23-19, and the offense scores on its first three possessions of the game. Two of those to start off the game were touchdowns, and much of it thanks to the ground game and the offensive line. Now, you look at this game, I haven't had a chance to go over the All-22 yet or anything like that, but just watching from it live and looking at some of the plays just on the broadcast again, that offensive line got moving. And it looked like one of the biggest differences was this offensive line was less less zone blocking unless they were outside and that, and that was a little bit different. But this offensive line is playing better one with Broderick Jones out there that needs to continue. He's playing very well, but also when they are on the move, when they're when they're not worrying about a zone as much, when they're attacking, when they're getting downhill faster, this offensive line is more aggressive. It's get it's creating more space, and it seems like that style of blocking is starting to gel with the Steelers' running backs. Jalen Warren, 15 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Najee Harris, 16 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Both phenomenal both a one-two punch and listen Jalen Warren he played better than Najee Harris in, the, in this game and there's been a few times you could say that about about him but I think what the truth value is here right here now is both of these guys together they are weapons and the, and the one-two punch of them can be very dangerous because neither of them will let you kind of relax as a as a run defense if, the, if, the, if they're punishing you and the Steelers offensive line is moving you off the ball. So when, when I went into the Steelers locker room, I really wanted to talk to Broderick Jones, get his perspective on things, what he did in this game, but also what has been what has the offensive line been focusing on to change things moving forward. Here is Broderick Jones answering that, talking about Najee Harris and Jalen Warren as a duo and giving us a little bit of insight into what is changing for the Steelers' offense to help this run game get going. Here's Broderick Jones after the game. I feel like there's a unity building with, with you guys on the, on the line, being able to win across the board, work consistently. Uh, not even just across the front. Um, you know, with the running backs too. You know, like we're meeting with the running backs more. Like we do that on Thursdays. You know, so they can they can get an insight on what we see. We can get an insight on what they see, and you know, just us building that bond together, just being able to attack the run. So is that something new? Uh, the last couple of weeks, yes. Probably like, I would say probably like week five or six we started on. What kind of feedback are you getting from them? What are you learning through that process? Uh, just what they see, just being able to 
visualize what they're seeing, like the cuts they're trying to make. If like if they see a three tech stretching with us, they'll cut it back. If if we get them sealed, they'll hit the hole. You know, just little things like that. Linebacker play, all that plays a factor in. Who are the most vocal people in those meetings? Everybody, you know, everybody gets to say so in those meetings. It's not just one specific person. So, what's the benefit of having that one-two punch? It's a big benefit, you know. We got two workhorses back there, so you know, it's it's, it's no fall off between the two. So, when one comes out, one comes in. You know, we're not we're not changing the game game up. We're not changing the scheme of things. We're sticking to it, and you know. They get the job done at the end of the day. So. You guys caught a lot of pitches and, and sweeps out, outside. What was the thought going into that? What was the thought all week about how that was going to be? Um, just because they're up front, they stunt so much. Um, so just being able to get outside of them, you know, probably slow, slow them down with the stunts and stuff. So. I think you got your 200 yards rushing as a team with that last run by uh, Man, they, they did a great job today, man. You know, I, I like, you know, I'm, I'm down there blocking, but I can I can hear the the stands just going crazy every time they break one, so you know it feels good. So you said 166 wasn't enough for you. You said that's nah, good. yeah, 200 plus every time for me. You know that's just me, honestly, my honest opinion. So, so if you don't, if you didn't catch that that last part there, Broderick Jones said in the locker room last week he wanted 200 yards every time the Steelers uh, ran the ball in the game. So he wants 200 yards a game, and the Steelers got it, 205 rushing yards. And that was something we talked about with Peter Bukowski uh, going going into this week. Peter Bukowski, of course, from Locked On Packers, was about the chance for the Steelers' run game to really come alive. It looked like it might have against the Titans. It ran for the most yards that it had all season at 166. They do they do reach, they increase that to 205 against the Packers. And Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, a big part of that. And you heard Broderick Jones talking about it, them, be, them being in meetings with the offensive line and not just they they're always in meetings like that like, like I think that there's some people when they heard that when they heard that quote when they hear that quote they might think oh they weren't in meetings before that's silly no they they've been in meetings but I think what they've done is they've increased the frequency of those meetings and in those meetings there's a lot of talking back and forth it appears from both sides the running backs let them know what they like the linemen let them know what they like and they find ways to collab together and and, and put their ideas together so they can say okay with the things that we know that the defense likes to do these are the runs that we're going to combine for we're going to ask for this week and look for look for in practice and that kind of stuff helps out Matt Canada helps out Pat Meyer helps out Eddie Faulkner all the position coaches that's helping them is if the players are going through the things that they like and vocalizing it to the coaches and to the game plan saying hey let's install this or let's let's make sure we highlight this in our playbook this week to do these things th th this way and I think that's helping the Steelers like for example that Roderick Jones said hey they're going to, they, you, know, you know, they knew that the, the Packers want to pack up the middle. They want to use a lot more stunts and twists to kind of confuse you, confuse you in the middle of your offense. So they wanted to get it out wide a little bit more and give the Steelers some space and kind of neutralize what the Packers did there. That's smart football. That's smart game planning. That's smart stuff on the part of the on the part of the offense. And uh, I, I think it, it, there, there's a lot that goes into that. We talked to Najee Harris as well. He had a lot, a lot of interesting things to say. And in fact, and initially, when we asked him the same question as Broderick, Najee Harris didn't want to let it out until I brought up that, you know, Broderick Jones started talking about some things. Uh, and so Najee Harris kind of was like, oh, OK, I guess I guess so. The cat's out of the bag with some of the things that they're doing. But listen to Najee Harris talk about what the Steelers are, are trying to do to boost this run game right now. Here was Najee Harris also after the Steelers went over the Packers. O-line. So Najee, you're talking about, you know, O-line's the MVP two weeks in a row. What do you feel like is the biggest change or, or what evolved in the run game recently that allowed you guys to open things up here? 
I have an idea, but it's not for the public to say. Uh, I think I know what it was, but it's just something that's kept in the family, in the, in the locker room that, that I think that uh, is a big reason why that we're turning around. Warren talked about the importance of the meetings that you, you and Jalen have been having with them as a group. Well, how have you seen that help benefit you guys moving forward improving in the run So that was one of actually the things that (laughs) – but it was something that happened in there. It was something that happened in there that kind of really sparked a lot. So uh, I think that that was a big – I think it was good, really. I know last game you talked about – Who told you that? Who told you that? Oh, okay. (laughs) Rookie issue. You guys called a lot more sweeps and and tosses than than I think you guys normally call. Was there something specific that you guys wanted to take advantage of in the game? Yeah, I mean – it was situational things, you know. They packed the box inside a lot, so it was a uh, better for us to more better opportunities to run outside. You know, we'd be more one on one. But some of them are like pitches, but they're like they're 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 red and it's a pitch and it's like it's not really a pitch though. It's not like it's supposed to get the edge. You're supposed to just read it out inside out in a way. So I will go into details, but I mean, I don't think you'll have the time for that. So. Two more. Right. Do, you feel, do you feel like the run game gets, gets more flow once you got Leo Wyman pulling and you know, getting more mobile in space? Well, um, I think the the old line likes that. You know, when we talk about when we have the, when Broderick said, you know, uh, talk about the meetings and stuff. <clears throat> um, really, I just what, what plays they like. Um, so they like pulling. They do. Um, so we like pulling. We like them pulling too. And you know, what I mean, they like running outside zone. We like running outside zone. So, uh, you know, they like it. So we like it. So I guess. They like it, we like it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Now, as you after the last two weeks, do you feel like the grind game is established and you guys know what you have in that now? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We kind of know our identity as a run team now. We know what that is. I don't want to say it, so. So, obviously, Najee Harris is going to reveal everything. But he's kind of letting, letting you know right there, like, hey, we're listening to the offensive line. They're listening to us. We're having this come together, and they're like, hey, if they like to block a certain way, we like that because that's going to create more space for us as running backs. I think that's such a big factor as far as what happened in this game, why the run game is starting to wake up. Broderick Jones saying that this started back in week five, and I think if you look at the game since then, you could kind of see a little bit of of a, of a growth. Week five was Broderick Jones's first start when they played when they played against the Ravens. Uh, they only got 87 yards on the ground that game, but you remember that the, uh, that's a tough Ravens defense. They started to put things together. The Rams game they ran for 86 yards, but they were better in that game. The Jaguars game they had their dip. They went back down to 70 yards. Offensive line got their butts handed to them a little bit uh, uh, in that game. But the Titans game they've they've kind of. That this that was kind of a step forward, and this game was an even bigger step forward for the run game. And that's what this Steelers offense was always supposed to be. This Steelers offense was not supposed to be a pass-happy team the way that they looked in the preseason when they were scoring on every drive and Kenny Pickett couldn't miss in those drives. They were supposed to be a team that come up, came out, punched you in the mouth, knocked you off the ball, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, one-two punch, get you down the field, and then the passing game came in and things were easier for Kenny Pickett. And it looks like Najee Harris is at the center of that because he's the one, it seems like he's the one that's kind of pushing the whole meetings thing. We heard about that uh, way, way back at the start of the season when when these meetings did start to happen. We heard like rumors about these meetings from Broderick Jones and other Steelers linemen who were talking about them. And Najee Harris, you know, remember, if you remember on this very show, Leading up to, I believe it was the Ravens game that week five, he said, we cannot afford to be soft. And then we were too soft against the Texans. That's leadership. That's Najee Harris taking the horns there. And also, again, 
a lot of people responding because it wasn't just Broderick Jones. Isaac Sayamalo, I thought, blocked his butt off. Mason Cole had a good game. James Daniels had a good game. Dan Moore looked like he was he, he was good. And again, Jalen Warren just continuing to do the things that he does. I think the more that this kind of stuff takes a hold on the offense, the more it will open up for everyone else. And that's a very good sign for the direction of this offense. We'll get to Kenny Pickett in a little bit. But I want to talk about the defense because if you haven't seen the video that I posted on Twitter – we're going to show you uh, Joey Porter and DeMonte KC just being hilarious in the Steelers locker room, but also talk about what the secondary needs to do to be to have a more complete game than giving up the two touchdowns early and how they change things over in the second half. All that and more here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. We still have a lot to discuss about this big Steelers win that advanced in the six and three by beating the Green Bay Packers. But first, we want to remind you this show is brought to you by GameTime.co. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They give you killer deals on last-minute tickets, and their best price guarantee that can't be beat helps you stop stressing over the tickets and starts getting you hyped for the fun that you're about to have. The GameTime app allows you to book tickets up to the last minute, in, even, if, even if you didn't plan on a far advance, even if you're late to your event, up to by an hour. All you have to do is download the, the, the GameTime app, look for your seats in, in, at your event, and on the game time app, it allows you to see the view from the seats. It also allows you to see the real prices of those seats, and you're getting exclusive flash deals on the ticket. And this can be for anything: football games, basketball games, baseball, but games, hockey games, concerts, comedy events, theater events, game time gets you all of those opportunities. And again, they make sure that you see all the fees up front. So all you're doing is clicking two buttons. You see the price, you pay, you pay for it, the ticket to yours, and it's that easy. Also, the best price guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. They and Game Time promises that if you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code locked on NFL for a $20 off your first purchase. Go to their website, gametime.co. Term to this is apply. Great an account redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off download games at time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We keep talking about the Steelers' 23-19 win over the Green Bay Packers and them advancing to 6-3 and three on the season. Um, let's talk about this defense a little bit. And this was a mixed bag yet again, but it's also a mixed bag of there's some reasonable factors to it. The Steelers defense suffering another rough injury. They lost Cole Holcomb for the season last week. They've now lost Quan Alexander for the season this week. That's two of their starting linebackers gone when they brought in three new guys. And the three of them were starting to be a really important part of this team because they were helping over the middle and stopping the run and they were covering better. Um, Landon Roberts played a fantastic game. I still have to go through the all 22, but he might get a three-star grade for me when we do our grades episodes on, on, on for Tuesday. Um, but he played phenomenal, but uh, you could tell when Mark Robinson had to come in the game, there's a few slower steps there. It's natural. Second year player, seventh round pick, like it's not going to just come overnight, right? He's just, he's, he still has to, to grow into his, to his spot. But you could just see the struggles there. And then, you know, all the all the guys that they needed to have in the secondary uh, because of Minka Fitzpatrick's injury and things like that, 
they're starting to, you know, there's times where the communication is breaking down and, um, and also with guys who are starters, times where Keanu Neal and Levi Wallace are trying are, are trying to cover a guy and neither one does what they're supposed to do or some one of them doesn't do what they're supposed to do and it costs them a touchdown. I, I think both the touchdowns in the first half were about miscommunications. The first touchdown uh, looked like Levi Wallace you know, saw his man break on a corner route. He didn't run with him until it was too late and no one was there to help. So either Levi Wallace was supposed to run with him or there was someone he was, he thought he was passing that guy off to and they weren't there. And he realized that too late either way, huge mistake there set on the second touchdown on the deep ball, third and 16, you should never give up third and 16, especially for a touchdown. Um, but then Keanu Neal and Levi Wallace, him being a factor on both of these, uh, whoever it was needed to be on that play and needed to be in a better position to make the play on that ball. Jordan Love throws two good passes and it's two touchdowns. And had you wondering early, is the defense going to have a terrible day? Now, defense does what it's done a lot this year. And when it makes mistakes early, it adjusts. And if there's one thing, if you, if you, you can criticize this defense about how it doesn't, you know, take away yards all the time. It does rely on turnovers. It does do this. It does do that. But there's one thing that you that you have to give this defense credit for outside of just TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and creating turnovers is that they make adjustments in game. And they did in this game. Part of it was, I think, figuring out ways to communicate and avoid some of the breakdowns that were happening, happening that allowed some of the big plays that they did during this game. We caught it with DeMonte KZ, who got the game-clinching interception. Him and Keanu Neal both recording an interception in this game, looking solid. Here was KZ after the game at his locker, not only talking about uh, the, the struggles that they had in communication and how they need to improve, but also talking about, hey, we're winning football games. Talking about the Steelers there. And he's he's not going to apologize for that. Here's DeMonte Casey. Related to that, what is it about the secondary that you guys do seem to give up some chunk plays but then make timely interceptions, especially late in the fourth? Um, we just, I wouldn't even say the secondary. It's just we're not on the same page right now. Um, a lot of miscommunications, giving communication, a lot of people not receiving it and stuff. So we could do a whole lot better with that. Um, just younger guys stepping up now making it more challenging, but, I mean, that's what we live for, the next man up, so. How, how much did you missing Um, I won't say a lot. I won't say a lot. I mean, a lot of communication comes from the linebacker group, so you got to understand, Quan went down, so Mark Ryan have to come in filling some, certain gaps and stuff, so it's a big job, so. Does this feel like, like a win to you or like something you got a lot of work to clean stuff up? I've been in this league too long to just say that. I, it's a win. A win is a win. It's hard to win in this league, man. I don't care if it's by a half a point, point five, none of that. It's, it's hard to win in this league. So I'm going to take this win and be grateful and be happy. I ain't got to be stressed this week. So I'm going to enjoy it. Thank you. So, first of all, really funny for DeMonte KZ being like, I'm going to enjoy any time you get out of a game, game with a win. And that's a true NFL vet right there because too many of these games across the league are, are – are, you know, it's hard to win in the NFL, man. Like, it's, it's crazy. But um, I think – you can see there DeMonte KZ pointing to the problem that the Steelers defense had, especially uh, throughout the, this game, was the the lack of communication. When Mark Robinson came in, uh, you know, it was give, it reveals us that, you know, Atlanta, not Atlanta, excuse me, Quan Alexander was going to handle green dot duties now that Cole Holcomb's out for the season. And with uh, now with Quan Alexander out for the season, that those duties passed to Landon. That's more. That's another job he has to take on. But also the other linebacker, uh, Mark Robinson, has to also be a communicator on top of being a guy who plays downhill. He has to talk. He has to re- relay information, pa- pass off switches to to guys, and that's going to take time. That's not something that's easy. So um, 
I really think that's part of what the Steelers were struggling with in this game. Now, again, they made some really core key adjustments to be able to keep keep the keep the Packers, you know, contained in in this game. You go back and you look at the uh, the second half; they allowed two field goals in the third quarter, but their fourth quarter drives, uh, the the Steelers once they once they got the lead back, the Packers had punt punt interception interception on the on their on their drives in the fourth quarter the defense i think this is now like fourth time the steelers defense has been on the field at the end of the game and been the unit to close things out to give the steelers uh the, the win this year that's huge and you know this and, and we, we you know that question was asked a lot to a lot of the players kz to peterson to everybody just being like hey what how are you guys so so comfortable with, with being uncomfortable or with being on the edge like that and they're like we play to the last whistle we play that's that's, that's Steeler football that's what we focus on so I, I think that these guys do kind of embrace that and that's that's healthy for a team it's to understand that winning and losing is such a fine line uh that can be crossed easily or hard you know it, it's it can crossed easily by the smallest thing but it, it takes so much work to get one of those small things to happen and why it takes so much work throughout the week to get to even set up those opportunities and that's where the Steelers are uh are, are coming through more and more often this season um but I want to get to you guys if, if you've seen the, the the partial clip that I put on Twitter of this this was Joey Porter Jr this was the highlight of the locker room for me when I was in the Steelers after Steelers locker room after the, after the game, uh, while everyone kind of rushed over from Devontae Casey to Patrick Peterson and then to Jalen Warren, I, I noticed everyone kind of just passed up Joey Porter Jr. And I'm like, well, it's very rare that I get a one-on-one with Peasy. So uh, let's, let's, let's talk with him. Peasy come, you know, asks to hold my mic. And then it just goes from there from the Steelers locker room, here was Joey Porter, and there will be a guest appearance from DeMonte KZ. Just just check this out. Oh, I can hold that or no? Oh, no, no. Okay. Can I hold it? Oh, perfect. Yes. All right. Uh, you know, it just like like something that we always talk about, just communication is key. Then we with uh, Quan going down, we knew uh, – Mark had to step up and just be a great communicator on the field. And we knew since he was down, we all had to communicate. So I feel like going into the second half, second half that's what we really honed on. It seems like you guys you know, keep doing the two touchdowns in the first half, then no touchdowns and two interceptions in the second half. Is, is part of it the veteran leaders that you guys have to help help all the younger guys who are coming in and adjusting and making those adjustments? Make those Definitely. Um, I mean, I got so many OGs and vets on this team, especially on the defensive side, it's crazy. The fact that I have TJ mostly on my side and Alex Highsmith, Pat, Pete, Minkum, but when he's out, like, I have too many guys around just with help and knowledge, so I feel like we're just great on that point. How y'all are feeling in that last play? You guys line up all on the goal line and you see Casey making an interception. He was saying it. He was saying all week he was gonna get one all game. I was like, about time, like finally, you know. I got more interceptions than you, dog. How many you got? Two. He got one more than me. So <laughs> if he's ha- if he's ha- if he's happy about one more, if he's happy about one more, then like, come on now. I, this is my first year. I only played four real. This is my first year. You play safety, dog. You play safety. You play safety. No. Yes, you do. You know we play, man. Come on. Let's talk football now. Let's talk. All this cover two shit. Talk about. Oh, it was OKZ. Let's talk it. Bro. Let's talk it. Let's listen. Go. Let's go. Listen. Let's go. Listen. Let's go. Let's I'm go. not going to get back and forth. The past is the past. All I got to say now is just communicate. Thank you. And we're going to be good. That's all you need to see. 
<laughs> and he got to just get a call. Just get a call. Just get a call, and we're going to be good. You know, he be hard-headed. He be he a madman out there. Check out his swag and check out my swag. He copied everything I do. I promise you, he copied everything. Yeah. How does it feel to be 6-3 at this point of the season, your first year? I mean, it feels good, you know. Uh, just got to keep stacking days and keep rolling. You know, it's a long season ahead of us. Uh, by this time around, by this time last year, I'll probably be done or have a couple of games left. So, man, we got a lot more football left, and I just got to keep, keep working. That that was crazy. I mean, and you could feel like the brotherhood between that. Like those guys arguing. That's like, you know, my I got my dad's got got two got two brothers and a sister. And that, that was just like that was just like them arguing when when we get up over the holidays, just the way they were barking back at each other, the competitive nature. That was really cool to see. And, and it's not the first time it's happened either. Uh, you know, la last week, KZ was was telling, you know, Joey Porter Jr. to give him his props for the communication part. And Joey Porter Jr. was like, all right, DeMonte, I'm giving you your props, man. It was – I thought that was actually a, a really cool moment. But stepping back again to the secondary, I think there's so many things that really work right now for the Steelers in that their communication, when it is on point, you see Patrick Peterson knocking away a pass, running real well with Christian Watson. You can see Keanu Neal being in the right place for the interception. But it has to be more consistent. Maybe with Mika Fitzpatrick back. It will get there, but if it does, but if, they, but if he's not back, there's going to be some major questions moving forward, especially with the linebacker position. The Steelers are becoming really thin with injuries on the de on the defense at certain parts. They need answers, and they need people to start stepping up in their in certain jobs. That's going to be a big question moving forward. But bottom line, this this team, this defense, continues to make adjustments mid game to find answers, and that's a big part of why they are six and three right now. We got to talk about Kenny Pickett. We'll do that on the other side of this break here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. We still have a lot to discuss about this game. But first, we got to remind you, this show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the number one sportsbook in America. And with the NFL season well underway, they have incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets back with winning any $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and you can bet use to bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue talking here. We cannot get away from this game without talking about Kenny Pickett. And I wanted to talk about the, the offense, the, the run game, and the defense because those were the factors that won this game. But Kenny Pickett is still the, the force on this team that they that, that needs that still needs to come around. They still the, the Steelers still need Kenny Pickett to develop into the quarterback that can at least be more consistent throughout a game. Now, we didn't see fourth quarter of Kenny Pickett come alive. Granted, he did throw a great pass to Deontay Johnson that was dropped that if he catches, the Steelers might pull, might, might score another point in this game, score, a touchdown, score another touchdown in this game in the red zone, and then this one isn't as close in the fourth quarter, and it might be the first comfortable win of the season. But it didn't happen. But even so, there's still just plenty of times where Kenny Pickett is not seeing the field well. And it's costing the Steelers. He finished this game 14 of 23 for 126 yards to the air. It's a passer rating of 75.6. Now, not all that is his fault. 
So there was a drop from Deontay Johnson. Some of the times that he was under pressure and just had to get rid of the ball. Um, but some of the times there were open guys and he just misread the play. There was a play on a third down. I want to say it was in the third quarter. I want to say. Yeah, it was the third quarter. Um, and he targets Connor Hayward over the middle. Now the Packers showed a simulated pass rush and basically it's fake, a fake blitz. And everyone was pressed at the line of scrimmage. So it was showing like, hey, this could be, this is going to be an all-out blitz with man coverage. They, but they backed off into a shallow zone. And um, Kenny Pickett didn't see it in time. And he forced a pass that ended up being knocked down. What he didn't see was Deontay Johnson streaking past his man who was in that in that, that short zone and was wide open for a touchdown. Now, Kenny Pickett isn't going to always see everything. It's not about him seeing everything, but it's again kind of getting fooled in those moments and having those mistakes and they pile up and they pile up and they pile up and it's becoming reasonable to ask when or if, if or when Kenny Pickett will figure this out in the NFL and be a quarterback that can help the Steelers win more consistently on offense with the passing game. Cause we've seen, again, we've seen the flashes, even in this game, even in some of the passes that he threw, he threw a 28 yarder to George Pickens. I was like, Whoa, that was, that, you, know, you know, where's, where's that? It was a back shoulder pass right on the money. Um, and, and, and got really good yards there solid, but, um, you know, but again, it's not consistent enough. And I think, People are starting to wise up to what I've been saying for a while about the Steelers offense, especially national media and even some local media are starting to realize this isn't all on Matt Canada. This isn't all about play calls. This there's a lot that's there. There's a lot that's there that's not being taken by by Kenny Pickett in this offense that just needs to execute more consistently. And I think people are starting to wise up to that. And that's not to say that Matt Canada is a genius and that he's He's without without blame for what's going on in the offense because he is not. He is very much also part of the struggles that have been going on. But we can we we can see how the run game is evolving with Broderick Jones because they've gotten a presence in there that's helping with that. And Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are helping with that. And there's there's they're cultivating something there. Something like that needs to happen for the passing game, and it, it it needs to be part of it. Needs to be Kenny Pickett finding ways to get the balls to his playmakers reading defenses more consistently and taking what what's there. Um, and we just, we haven't seen it for a full game yet in his career. And I think this was game, what, 22 for him as a starter. You, you, you need him to be able to show you that that's possible. Just even a flash of a game to show that that's possible. Um, and, and, you know, I think that that's, that's very much part of things. Now I remind everyone to be patient about things because sometimes it takes quarterbacks time to develop. I'm not dooming Kenny Pickett to never being able to develop. And I, I want to state this right here for the here and now for all the, there's, there's, there's the two insane camps, one camp and Steelers fans thinks that Kenny Pickett's terrible and will never be good. And you need to just move on from him and not give him any more chances. There's the other camp that thinks that Kenny Pickett is infallible. And then if you question him, that you're a hater and that you're not part that you, that you're not, you don't really believe in him and you're not giving him a fair shake. There is a middle ground, which says like, Hey, certain things haven't worked out in Kenny Pickett's favor. There've been drop passes. The offensive line hasn't been good up until the last couple games. Uh, you know, the, the things that he's had to go through, you know, Matt Canada's system hasn't been the best for him. But at the same time, there's also been plenty of plays where he's had the, the opportunity to make the play. And again, not crazy plays, not insane 50 yard bombs that are threaded on a needle between two defenders, but just taking the guy that's right in front of him. And he's not done it consistently enough. And if he, if I'm, I'm telling y'all, if that simple step can be made, if that 
if Matt Canada or whoever needs to get it through to Kenny Pickett can get him to take that one step up in his career in this season, it makes this team so much more dangerous. I'm just I'm not talking about being, you know, doing some of the stuff that CJ Stroud's doing for the Texans. I'm talking about when there's when there's a slant and it's open, get it there. When there's a shallow cross and, and you get the look there, get it there. When you're running layered routes over the middle and, and you get a two-on-one where there's one defender and two, two, uh, two offensive players and he has to pick which one to guard because they're in a zone and he picks one, Kenny Pickett consistently picking the other. Those type of things have to become more regular occurrences for Kenny Pickett. It's just a fact that if the Steelers want to get there, they are going to need that from him at some point this season consistently, not just in the fourth quarter. That's going to be huge. But all that being said, this Steelers team is six and three. And right now they are tied for second in the AFC North, they would stay still. They would still be the fifth seed in the AFC playoffs if things were to start today. And they have a huge game against a six and three Browns team that just upset the Ravens. We got a lot to talk about this week. I'll have my stars and skulls grades tomorrow. Thanks again for tuning into the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette and check me out here on the Locked On Steelers podcast every day, Monday through Friday, sometimes with bonus episodes on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. We'll see you tomorrow with more on your Pittsburgh Steelers. 